0: and like literally like my my heart like went up into like my i was like <gasps> like because yeah, so i was like so this, excited i was like jumping up and down yeah yeah i was like jumping up and down like a little kid and i was just like dude like this is so sick like what the fuck <laughs>
1: Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. This is another episode of the Scoped Exposure podcast. Uh, The riff side of me is very excited uh, for this interview today. We got Cody, the riff master of Drain. Cody, you're back for round two of the Scoped Exposure podcast. Thanks for coming on, dude.
0: Yeah, of course, man. Thank you for having me back. It's uh, it's been a minute. It's been what two years, I think.
1: Yeah, because when i'm reflecting on how this podcast has grown obviously as you know the the front runner of it i think you were one of the in my opinion one of the first bigger guests that i was getting on the show because that was right when the pandemic started and i had to kind of adjust to doing these interviews over over zoom here and uh you know i genuinely i reached out to you thinking that you know it would be like you know I don't want to really do any press as far as like, you know, things with the world shutting down and all that, but you were about it. And we had a really good chat. And, uh, I think I was like waiting for that right time to hit you up for a second interview. Um, and with the new drain record being recorded and starting to come down the pipe now, uh, it just felt appropriate. So I'm, I'm really excited to have you back on the show.
0: Well, thanks, man. I'm excited to be here.
1: Absolutely. So um, obviously, um, you know, there's a lot to catch up on. I feel like Drain has been running on all or firing on all cylinders as far as this year has this this year alone has uh, been concerned. Uh, But before we jump into it, we have to do a Bev check before we get into the episode. So um, do we actually do a Bev check when we did your first interview? I feel like that was before the era of the Bev checks and scoped exposure.
0: I think know. that was before the era. Yeah, Cause I just, yeah, I didn't have anything on me as far as beverages, but I do have something. This is just like a little cold brew from my local coffee shop. Uh, oh, it's called Calavera coffee. Cool. And, um, just can, to do a can little you shout-out. show that
1: sticker? It, it seems like some dudes getting Perfect.
0: zapped. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, cause their whole like logo is like a skeleton, you know, like a like a skull, and like they kind of just put on the body. But um, yeah, like, just want to do a shout out to them because they allowed me to work for them during the pandemic. You know, when shit was rough, and uh, made a bunch of cool friends there. And uh, yeah, and I I love that's my favorite coffee shop of all time. So
1: that's awesome. shouts out to them. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I I love the sticker showing like when you drink this, this is how you feel. It's like you know, uh, it's like those five gum yeah. commercials, but it's just for cold <laughs> brew and just feeling like you're just like an insane human. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, is cold brew your like go to as far as uh, coffee drinks go?
0: Oh, pretty much. Yeah, it's like I, it's funny because I graduated from like because it's funny. I, I started drinking coffee. I think like maybe in the past like couple of years or like few years or something. I remember like uh, Sammy and Tim were like big coffee drinkers. I guess they still are, but it's like, I was not like, I didn't drink coffee until I like, they started like putting me on, you know? Mm. And then, um, I started off with like, you know, iced vanilla lattes and stuff. And then I finally graduated up to their level, which is just straight up just black coffee, cold brew, you know, now that's like all I drink, you know, it's like, yeah. Um,
1: yeah. I think definitely as we're getting into like the, the summer months, it's like, yeah, it's, it's especially here in Canada. Cause I feel like we have to drink hot coffee out of survival, you know, in the, in the winter months for sure. Uh, right. But as it's getting like hotter and hotter, it's like just, I only want to drink cold brew and I only want to drink like ice, dirty chai or, or americano. Yeah. I feel like an iced Americano is like a weaker version of a, a cold brew.
0: Oh, for sure. But I, I still do like the iced Americanos. I just like anything iced is just so good to me. It just, I don't know what it is. I just love ice drinks.
1: (laughs) I I feel like my only, my only, and this could just be myself, is that I drink an ice drink in like 30 seconds while like a hot coffee would last me like 10 minutes, you know, or or something like that. It's just like my, I just, I'm just having such a good time and then it's over before it even starts. (laughs) Yeah yeah um so uh cody uh as far as beverages for me uh we have to ignore the time of the day so you know keep it judgment free but i'm going to be drinking a new england pale ale from uh our beverage sponsor new level which is that's their poster there so that's a new thing as far as the show is concerned since you were on it so that's the can here so it's got like this the the whole brewery i think would be very up your alley um i'm not sure if you drink but just like the whole like aesthetic of the marketing of like being super like 80s like hair metal and thrash like just hell yeah super crazy stuff so i'll send you a link to their their website um for you to check it out and maybe the next time drains here in calgary you know the last time um you know i think when endgame was playing with comeback kid i told i know all those guys are, are big um beer um, dudes and I just like brought a flat to the show and they were just over the moon about it. So I feel like the next time I should do it is when drains next in town. <laughs> oh yeah. Awesome. Well, as I carefully check this choose to you, my friend,
0: really excited. Dude. To have you man. It. Dude, me. Dude thanks man. Was, cheers up. Cheers up.
1: That's right. Yes, sir. So um, Cody, like I said at the top of the episode, drain, has just been just flying uh, to the skies right now with doing a lot of touring, playing a lot of big festivals. Um, I want to like, as far as like the, the one main first thing that I want to talk about in this episode is you guys announcing that um, this new record that you're working on is coming out through Epitaph. And <laughs> when I saw that acquisition on their end, it was like super exciting because a lot of Epitaph bands for me first getting into like heavier music were definitely like super foundational, but Epitaph is not a record label that I think you think of. And it's like, Oh, I think of hardcore bands there. So to see you guys on that was like really exciting, but I'm curious if you could like just talk about the process of that and kind of what went into, um, you know, like when I, I, again, there might be things that you can't share, but as far as like, you know, what that, what you think that means for Drain, A, eh, but also what you think that means for hardcore as a
0: community as a whole. Cool. Well, I can say it was funny because we got hit up by um, by Epitaph. Oh, wait, hold on. My bad. No, you're good. <laughs> yeah. Um, my bad. Hold on. I'm like getting like a weird call right now. Okay. Yeah. No, sorry. My bad. Um, yeah, yeah, we, uh, we got, we got hit up by epitaph, like literally like two weeks after California cursed came out. So that was like April 7th, I think, or I think is that that's when California cursed dropped. But, um, it's funny how that came about because I remember I was living in LA at the time and I was living in my homie's living room on a, on a, like a futon. And I woke up one morning, like nine 30, Uh, to sammy calling me you know and sammy at that time didn't really like call me early like that you know so i was like oh it must be something important so i wake up half asleep i was like oh what's up dude he's like yo man you want a a espresso shot to the face or what like that (laughs) uh yeah sure hit hit me you know and he was like well like epitaph is interested in us i was like oh shit i like literally like sprung up and like just that was the espresso shot to the face and i was like no fucking way and i was like running around my you know our house and i was like banging on my roommate's doors i was like do you never guess he's like what, what's going on what's going on so yeah that was the really exciting time uh so that that's how that came about yeah
1: yeah so like um yeah so as far as like the initial like knocking on the drain door if you want to call it that to the actual like let's post about it um that was like almost like two years as far as um well, I guess it was like a year and a half, as far as because you announced that in like the fall of last year,
0: right? Yeah. So that yeah, it, it it was a pretty big gap, you know, between uh you know announcing that. I mean, you know, we, of course, you know, we had to keep it a secret for right. quite a while, you know. So that was that was pretty hard on our end, you know, because we were just like, damn, we're so excited. And, I, um. Yeah. It's but kind it all of, worked out, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's it's really like reminiscent of like if you're on um like uh. Uh, this is, like, when I was, like, initially growing up, but, like, a family friend was on a, um, like a, like a, some kind of reality contest kind of show. And at the end, she ended up, like, winning. But, like, for, because this is all, like, when, it's not, like, Netflix releasing an entire season. This is, like, week to week, so it's, like, multiple months. So it's, like, having to, like, keep a secret as a band off of something you're so excited about, and I'm sure you wanted to just tell all all your friends. Like, is that more just, like... um like you're contractually, like you can't tell a soul about it until it's out?
0: Um, It wasn't, I mean, like kind of, I mean, it was obviously we told like our like close friends and stuff like that, you know, just, just people in our circle and stuff, but it's like, you know, we, you know, it's kind of had to wait until a certain point to do that. But, you know, like publicly, I guess, you know, so.
1: Yeah. 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 So, um, so yeah, that came out. So, you know, obviously I feel like that is um a really cool move from you guys versus like going to again a label that is you know like uh epitaph has like a ton of like heavy music artists or people in the alternative music space but i was like even just on the current artist list i was like there aside from like maybe one or two bands there's not like what i would consider like a hardcore band on there so with you guys being on that like was the move in a sense like Oh well, if we can get out there, maybe that opens the doors for other bands in the future. Kind of similar to how, like, I felt like that acquisition was very similar to like Turnstile playing all the late night shows that they are. Because again, it just it's opening the door. So I don't know if that was intentional or if the, if you think differently on that um, when it comes to the impact. Um, I'm I'm
0: just kind of curious where your thoughts go. Um, yeah, like a uh, um. Like, uh, can you, can you explain like the last part of the, the the question again, like my bad.
1: Yeah, Yeah, you're all good. I guess I'm just curious on if you think that epitaph taking interest in a current hardcore band means there's potential for other bands in the future or, or for epitaph to be more like aware of like the scene that is in its current day. And if there will be more moves from them as a label like that, obviously you don't work at Epitaph and you can't, you, you don't make those calls, but I'm just kind of curious right. if, if you think that, cause to me that, that would make sense, but I'm kind of curious on what your thoughts
0: are. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think, uh, I think that that'll definitely help with like kind of opening the, uh, the gates of just, you know, allowing other bands like us, whether it be a hardcore band or a metal band or a punk band to kind of like, you know, get the, you know, eyes on on them i guess to to say Mm -hmm. you know and i also think that like i think like all the different scenes and all the different genres right now i just think like everything's like really popping right now you know and i think that like it's really crazy to see and i think it's due to the pandemic you know i feel like the pandemic is like a blessing and a curse you know because i mean obviously it sucked but then it's like you know i think that people got so bored and then by the time like things started opening up then it's like all these like you know you look at you look at the, the metal scene. You look at the hardcore scene. You look at the punk scene. Look at like the rap scene. It's like everything is just like, just times ten now. And I think it's great. And I think it's, I think a lot of kids and a lot of people are really starting to see, especially with like turnstile and stuff like that, how like rock music is like for sure, like guitar-based music or whatever you want to call, it, is like for sure making like a comeback now, like in a in a in a in a greater way, mm-hmm. um, kind of reminiscent of like just you know like the eighties and nineties in in a way because it's just it's just so like popular and and you can you can see the the influence of rock based stuff in other genres which i think is really interesting yeah. you know
1: yeah, yeah totally i feel like um and again like i feel like we're all we're we're prefacing all this talk with the um you know obviously i i feel like if we were given the option pandemic or not we would obviously choose not having a pandemic because we only know what whatever reality that we're we're, that we're in but i do think that it was like a reset for a lot of things and you know maybe as a music genre as a whole but like you know even people in certain bands like starting side projects and now that side project is actually like way better than their original band. Like I've seen that like more times than I can account when like watching different things um, from, from different band people. So yeah, like I do think that it is a really special time for heavy music as a whole. uh, And for you guys to kind of be, you know, probably I think within the top 10 bands of like, that are people are watching as far as like a seeing you guys everywhere all over the world, but also like with this new record coming out. Cause I felt like California cursed was such a, like a, like a turning point. And, and I think we talked about this on your first interview was like drain has been a band that's been around for a long, long time. And you guys have done Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff that before that arguably like didn't get any anywhere near the attention that you guys are getting right now.
0: Right. Right. yeah yeah yeah, i mean it's 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 pretty wild to look back on that i mean it's just like you know because because again i think i i I touched on this on the last uh you know podcast that like i feel like a lot of people thought that drain just like kind of came out of nowhere kind of like you know like what's that whole like the industry plant kind of thing or just like oh it just got like whatever but it's um i mean you know the band started in 2014 uh you know it's it's we've come a long way you know we've we've you know, just kind of built it from the ground up, you know, as, as corny or cheesy as that sounds, but it's like, you know, it's, it's the truth, you know, we, 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 you know, did our work and then the work still isn't done. You know what I mean? We're still, we're still grinding. We're still doing what we would have done years ago and just playing, having a good time and just, yeah. So.
1: What, What do you think was maybe the biggest driving force for you going into that, like You know, obviously, like when you get the fucking expresso shot punch in the face about Epitaph that that probably put a lot of wind in your sails. But like even before putting out California Cursed and maybe things with the band were just kind of not happening at the level and you're like, man, we've like we've been going at it for a long time. Like what what do you think has been the big driving force to keep you going? Like, you, well, you individually, because I'm sure it's different okay. for Sammy and and, uh, and and Tim and all the other guys.
0: Right, okay. Well, I would say for me individually, I just, I've always had, like, since I was a little kid. At some point, I, I think it might have been, like, 8, 9, 10 years old, whatever. I had this dream of, like, I just, I want to be in a band, and I want to be a guitarist in a band, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I feel like, and once I joined Drain, I feel like I... I joined a band that I've always kind of wanted to be a part of, which is like a, a band that has like the chops of like a metal band, but has like the, um, the morals and the the vibe of like a hardcore band, you know what I mean? So it's like, and that, that really did for me. So I was like, I just wanted to, you know, keep on that lane and just pursue that, you know what I mean? And, 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 you know, of course, you know, just playing music is just fun in general. And it's just like, so even, even in times where it's like no one knew who we were and we were playing to two people, whatever. Just like, we still, you know, had a great time and we still, I mean, I guess that's, that. that's all the motivation right there. You know, it was just like, we just kept with it because we just loved it and, you know, and just kind of tried to make the dream happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. No matter what fell in our way, you know?
1: Yeah. And yeah, we, I, I did a podcast just before uh, jumping on with you and, you know, a similar thing that we discussed is that like, when you're doing your shit and you're staying in your lane and you're not like focusing on like you know the the big things that you're hoping for and you're just being a little bit more like focused on the the creative and the craft like if your shit is good like people will come to you and literally that's what happened like California curse like was clearly in the top fives even threes of a lot of people's like 2020s and Mm -hmm. it was good enough that like epitaphs like yo we have to secure this band before someone else does and you know
0: dude well thanks man yeah i mean it's like i said very exciting you know and yes that that was a full-on espresso shot to the (laughs) foot you know so yeah i'll never forget that when sammy called me yeah yeah i
1: i'm just yeah like there are few times you get like those kinds of phone calls and it's like you i'm sure like 20 years from now you'll remember exactly where you were sleeping on that photon,
0: getting that call um but let's i i I was gonna say i kind of like compare it to like the first time like i listened to like you know you know like when you're like a kid you listen to like you know slayer or something for the first time and it's just like whoa like you know just like because it's so like you never heard anything like that it's so heavy it kind of like makes you feel like oh my god like this is like i shouldn't be listening to this because it's so like (laughs) Extreme, you know what I mean? It's like it's just like I and that feeling can't be duplicated because you've already been through that. So it's like I don't know, I kind of contributed to that. It's like that's just like a once in a lifetime kind of feeling, like that that call that Sammy gave me, you know, compared to like hearing a certain band for the first time, you know? Yeah, oh, know. totally. Yeah, yeah,
1: I love watching um, like celebrity interviews where it's like the call that they got, you know, the, the, the role that they're most known for or whatever. I think, of, right. uh, the dude that plays Superman. Um he like he was on uh some late night show talking about like the call that he got that he got the role. Um, he he didn't pick up the first time because he was playing World of Warcraft.
0: So he oh, was just shit. like
1: playing and then he's like, Oh, Zach Snyder's calling me. I should grab that. Oh, maybe not. And then he like called him back and he's like yeah. who knows if he would have been like, No, one more game, it could have gone to someone else totally. So wow. yeah, that's
0: just those once in a lifetime things, man. It's like Yeah, crazy.
1: Um, So let's talk a little bit about what Drain has been up to, obviously, like before the, you know, we'll get to the recording in a bit here, but um, you guys did your first headlining tour with Pain of Truth and uh, the the Boise Boys in Ingrown, um, which, so talk to me a little bit about that. Like, did you guys like do the curation of that lineup like yourselves or were there like other people that were kind of like suggesting that? Because- I think that was just, like, such a powerhouse lineup that, like, when that when that poster came out. And I love that you guys did the little, like, epitaph dude, the fucking, like, pain of truth dog, and the ingrown, like, dude in-grown, with a like, gun for eyes. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah tell that, me that, about, like, how that all came together.
0: Yeah, man, I mean, well, we for sure, you know, like, handpicked, you know, um, pain of truth and ingrown, because obviously all of us collectively in Draymond, you know, huge fans of both the bands, you know, um pain she was fucking awesome uh and uh you know ingrown is as well you know um but yeah no it was it was great i was glad we were able to do that um because it's funny because i feel like every tour i go on i always say like oh like this is the best tour like that you know but i feel like this one for sure was like the best tour that i've ever been on because we just we vibed with everyone i mean we usually vibe with ev- everyone in general but it's just like we just vibed really hard with pain and truth and with ingrown um of course you know we we've known ingrown uh, beforehand, you know, because we played with them, you know, years ago and stuff like that. and But it's like, we just, yeah, just like the whole package was just really cool. They were just, everyone was just broing out, having a good time. And it was just, it was great, man. I was just like, yeah. And of course it was our first headliner. So that, that also added to it as well. You know, we were just, you know, geeked. So yeah, yeah.
1: when, yeah. uh, when you guys were like prepping, you know, what, what was like maybe the couple of things that you guys wanted to do as far as like, okay, this is our, first headlining thing. So I really like, we really wanted to make it feel like our own, like, was there anything on like, you know, presenting things on stage or the, the set list as far as like, Oh, should we pull some deep cuts? So we just do the hits. Like what, what went into the the process of making that feel like, like, Oh yeah. Drain owns the building for this last set.
0: Well, uh, we definitely, you know, we, we had this idea of, you know, starting the set, you know, with like the, you know, the, the Jaws theme and, um, you know, kind of, kind of diving into like a territory we never really dove into before, which is like, you know, using like samples live and stuff like that. And, um, you know, this and so, so that, I think that, that kind of made it, you know, well it's our, it's our first headliner. So should we should, we should do it up. And uh, I think that was really fitting. Um, and i seemed like kids and just people in general really liked it. You know what I mean? It was like, it really added to the, uh, the, the, the effect and the just the suspense of the show, you know what I mean? It's just like, and it, it just, it went off every night, you know, just kids were like diving to the jaws thing, you know what I mean? <laughs> and stuff like that. it was just, it was like really cool. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's, it's and then, yeah, just yeah. stuff like that, yeah. you know? Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Cause I think on our, on our first episode, again, we recorded our interview, like height of the pandemic. So like no shows were happening. And I think something <laughs> that I really, that we talked about a lot was how short your uh the set that i caught you guys of oh yeah I think it was like 12 minutes and we were talking about that like you know leave them wanting more so like was that same kind of you, were you tempted to kind of have that same thing even though you're headlining or you're like no we want to play for like a full 30 minutes or even 40 minutes i don't even know if jordan has 40 minutes worth of music i guess with the new record maybe but yeah
0: the as far as when when the new record comes out i i don't know how how much how long our set will be at that point but i mean you know it i obviously like i still like the idea of the kind of less is more thing you know obviously like our set isn't 12 minutes anymore it's more like 17 18 i would say you know yeah which is um, still short to a lot of bands <laughs> that, that is true that is true and, and i guess like we still like that that effect of just kind of like get, get get up on the stage get off you know just like just hit them with the heat you know but, um, you know, at, at some point it's like, you know, you just, when a band makes more music, it's like, at some point you just have to have a longer set, you know? And I mean, I think it just kind of comes with time. So it's like, but I don't know, you know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I but, think, I think over time it's like, okay, like I'm I'm sure even a band like Knock Loose who would play like 20 minutes is like, okay, how do we craft a whole hour's worth of like all these bigger shows uh, that we're doing? Cause like. You know for for me as like someone who's getting a little bit older it's like there are a few bands that I actually want to watch an hour's worth of music but it you know oh, you, yeah. your band can get to that territory where you're like you need to fill like a 45 50 minute hour long slot so
0: yeah know. and I guess we'll, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get there it's like but yeah we're just we're just so used to the short thing. you know. It's just like, you know,
1: so <laughs> like, do I we have know, to play uh, sick one, like 10 times in a row? Like,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just do it
1: every other song just to fill that yeah.
0: Sick one, play three songs. Like, okay. Then sick one again. And just like, just keep putting, like putting it in the set every so often. Right.
1: Yeah. Um, so, so jumping back to the tour, uh, one question I had, uh, because, you know, California curse is definitely one of the best uh, drain songs and has been, I guess, embraced by a lot of people. Um, so that's I was kind of right. curious, what was the biggest response to California curse that wasn't in California? Cause mm. obviously if you live in LA or the Bay or anywhere, like that's your hometown anthem. But like, I'm kind of curious if there was a crazy response of like a random part of the world where it's like, no one here except for the Bay it's from California.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's funny because like, uh, when, when we play that song, uh depending on where where we're at i mean sometimes like sammy will like change change the word from california to whatever like state we're in or you know and then like and the, the kids will like sing that you know like oh, okay like like I, I can't i can't remember which one specifically because it's like it's different but i feel like he's done like one for like kentucky like he'd be like you yeah, know I kentucky think... curse you know like, <laughs> like so but i, um, I think yeah. when
1: i was watching the ldb set um yeah i was like did he say kentucky curse
0: yeah and i think that's that's awesome like it's just Mm -hmm. yeah but um but yeah i think it's it's received uh pretty well you know all across the board you know and i and that's that's a really good feeling you know it's Mm -hmm. it's awesome to to know that yeah so
1: so no specific states or shows from that tour that were like wow everyone really likes this song but we're like in the midwest or we're like somewhere somewhere down south
0: hmm from that tour specifically i mean uh You know, uh, North Carolina was really cool. Um, Like, sometimes for me, like, what what makes it cool is just, like, you know, like, the venue or just, like, like the lighting. So, I don't know. And just, like, it's just, like, that show was really cool. But then, of course, when we played California Curse and, like, all the kids got on stage and stuff. And uh, there was this one kid um, that uh, actually – forgot his name which i feel really bad for but he he came up next to me and he was like air guitaring with me you know well as as, as we were playing that i know like he for, for like that whole like last part of like just the dead and to, and i was like hell yeah man we're just kind of like up there like you just digging you together? know so that's so sad. yeah so i i definitely remember that show because of of that so shouts out that kid you know? mm-hmm. so, yeah so uh
1: i feel like that's a good segue um oh actually before we segue um something else that i noticed on the now we'll come back to that. We're, we're, we're changing the order here. Uh, just, just on the segue of guitars, uh, something that's a little new for you is you got uh, a Jackson uh, hookup, mm. which yeah. as a Jackson player, I'm hella jealous of you, but excited for you yeah. at the same time. Um, so like, yeah, is there anything that you can say there as far as like, you know, because you have played a multitude of different guitars um, over the years. Mm-hmm. So, like, how did cool. the the idea of, like, a Jackson hookup come? And, you know, tell me about how that tool really helped uh, the LP that you recorded.
0: Well, you know, it's very true. I've played a lot of different guitars in my life. Um, I mean, my, my first, like, real guitar that I had was uh, uh, the Dean Dave Mustaine V. I don't know if I mentioned that in the last podcast but it was just like a black v um it was his uh dave mustaine signature you know so i was rocking that for like a, quite a while and up until i was like you know like 21 or something like that and then my roommate accidentally ran it over what? which 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 sucked yeah because he was cleaning out the garage and i had my guitar in the garage because that was like our jam space and then oh, he, no. he like he like took it out and just had it on the ground and he like backed up his car for some reason to, to i don't know and he ran over it and he's like my bad, bro and i was like
1: so he ran mean, over
0: it in the case no, no, because it was like I didn't have a case for it. Oh, I guess, just, like, <laughs> yeah. So he he just he just had everything in the garage, like just like out out, like you know, because we have it, um it's the uh, our guitarist West from my old band Gardens. Okay. Um, he uh, um, you know, because we had the drum set in there, like everything, like amps, whatever. Just took it all out, with just spring cleaning and you know, whatever. And then just his car was right there. And he backed it up for some reason and forgot that shit was there. And then he ran over my poor Dean. So, you know, but, um,
1: that sucks. Was it like (laughs) he ran over it and like the strings
0: exploded or did it just like, just break in half? It, uh, it, it pretty much like demolished into, into pieces. Cause it's funny because, uh, Wes, Wes is like, he's like a guitar, like tech God. Like he, like, you know, um, I would basically hire him for anything, you know? Cause he, he like, he's set up my guitars for me. He's like fixed like heads for me, amps, everything. So he totally could have fixed it if it wasn't like that bad, but it was just like so demolished, Like, bro, like I like, I can't do anything like my bad. And I was like, all right, like whatever. Yeah. Um yeah, but uh but yeah, you know, so I've had that, that, you know, and then I had like an epiphone at, the, at a certain point. And I remember I got my first Jackson, which was like that Burgundy one. Um it was like the Jackson soloist that I had for like quite a while. Yeah, you, uh, you were you
1: were playing that when uh you played uh the DBK fest. the 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 2020 ldb it was like it was that one right Right. it had like kind of the that kind of headstock
0: yeah it was like um yeah it it definitely had that one which i I don't know what that one is called it's just like the
1: the, kind of like a tall diamond something
0: yeah it was pretty weird you know and it was a fixed bridge too so um so yeah so i had that and uh um, i used that uh record for uh california cursed obviously and uh that that was my baby for quite a while and then i ended up selling that because i wanted to get um my old my my old jackson before i got this one which was uh um uh the black uh dinky Mm -hmm. and um with the uh the, the maple wood fretboard and the maple headstock you know yes um and that that had that had the floyd on it so i was like all right cool and then uh so yeah so fast forward to now now i have this uh the pro series uh the dk2m which i love it it's fucking awesome like it's it, it's just one of those things where it's like you're know, looking back when i was a kid like i just could never think that i was like oh like someone would send me a free guitar like that's insane you know <laughs> totally. so so you know when i when i got the knock on my on my door i was like oh what the heck so like i i opened up my door and then like i just saw the box like i saw the jackson level on the box you know, right there and like literally like my my heart like went up into like my I was like, <gasps> like, cause yeah, so I was like so this, excited. I was like jumping up and down. Yeah. Yeah. I was like jumping up and down like a little kid. And I was just like, dude, like, this is so sick. Like what the fuck, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, and I feel like I don't really get excited for like things that often these days, you know, like, like that. So I was like, dude, like I was fucking, it was a really good day. Really good day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm really, I'm really pleased with it. It's, it's awesome. You know, um, it's, uh, it just plays great, you know, and my, my old Jackson had, um, like the licensed by um you know uh you know bridge on it so it was like wasn't an actual floyd rose you know but this one is like an actual floyd so you know everything just feels a little smoother and um it's easier to to do um you know whammy bar um but yeah all around badass guitar i love it and it's gonna be my baby for you know the foreseeable future so yeah was um (laughs) Do you feel
1: like any of the parts on the new record, like you couldn't do without that, like Floyd Rose whammy kind of, like obviously, like like a dive bomb specifically, but was was there any like subtle things, maybe just more on like rhythmic that you're like, I'm really glad I have this guitar versus maybe my my older stuff.
0: Totally, man. Because yeah, because it's funny though. That the only real thing that I'll like, I'll kind of like reveal about um, a, a song on the album is just that. I have like a, I don't know how to explain it. Like I kind of like, I dump the bar during like a a riff, like, and I don't really know how to explain that, but it's just like, I'm playing like power chords, but then like, I end up like, like incorporating, like dumping the bar in the riff. I don't really know how to explain it. I won't dive too deep into it because obviously like, you know, you and everyone else will understand what I'm, what I'm saying once it comes (laughs) out, but it's just certain, certain stuff like that where I'm like, you know, I'm glad I have this now because it's like, I have this tool to kind of up my game and stuff as opposed to just having fixed bridges most of my life, you know? And so, yeah, I will say expect a lot of, a lot of dime squeals, a lot of dive bombs. It's like just, just weird whammy bar stuff. You know what I mean? Just like, just, I'm really into the whammy bar tricks and like, not, not just like your typical dive bombs. Like I just really, I don't know. I just love like all the little shit, you know, like the little, the like the flickering and where you kind of like, have the bar out and just kind of like, you know, bring, you just kind of flicker it out and stuff. Like I just yeah. love little, little stuff like that. So,
1: yeah, I you know? think
0: it's like, um,
1: and this, I'm doing this interview right off of like a, a week ago. I was like recording, like, I, I told you this already, but Endgame was recording uh, some new music and like playing guitar for like 12 hours. And like, there was there, like, I have a Jackson Dinky as well. And it was like, there was thoughts when we were doing the 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 quad tracking, like the the doubles of the left and the right, um, to use another guitar. And I think I picked up like an LTD EC-1000, which is a guitar I used to own. And just right. not having that maple neck, I'm like, do we need to do this? And Chris was like, no, let's just have it be all Jackson. And then it was like, we I just picked that back up and, you know, just Dope. went to town. I also wear these like ridiculous, like, like gas station dad glasses the entire oh, yeah. time I was cr- recording. So all the photos and videos of me were tracking. It just looks like I just put on those glasses and I
0: just felt like a different person. So I was going to say much, much like these, right? These uh... dude, straight. <laughs> out, straight <laughs> up. Do Dude, you have, I love these things, man. Fucking, They're awesome.
1: Did you track anything wearing those? Or did, did you, when you track guitars, did you wear any, or are you like, I got to have it max comfort as far as like, when I'm recording
0: guitars. No, it's it's funny like I I, sh- I should have worn some glasses at, at some point um but uh when I was recording but no I didn't actually I bought these like, you know, cuz we were in LA recording, I bought these um at the uh the Santi alley. uh like I think it was like the last couple days we were there, so mm-hmm. I didn't have them have them for the full recording, but you know, I got them towards the end so uh cuz I lost my other glasses and I was like damn, I need a new pair. So I was like never had any pit vipers before, so I might as well buy some.
1: Are those official pit vipers?
0: No, I mean, they're just like the, I mean, these are like seven bucks, you know, they're not like the actual, yeah. you know what I mean? But it's like, it's like the same. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't really care about the pit, but vi- like having the brand, it's like kind of like, Oh, do you have the Ray-Bans? I'm like, I'll just have the shape of a Ray-Bans. You know, I think it's the kind yeah, that's of, the all, that's all you paper. need. Man. <laughs> yeah. I just haven't, you know, what's funny in Calgary, I haven't been able to find the really obscure sunglasses and maybe I haven't been looking hard enough. When I would go into like the super like out there mountain towns like Jasper and all those, that's where like I went to one gas station out there and I saw these ridiculous glasses and I put them on. I'm like, I look like a fucking goon and I love it. And then I hesitated to buy them. And then when I got back to Calgary, I'm like, there's just for some reason, this random mountain town has like these ridiculous sunglasses that I didn't, that I didn't buy. So I, I, I'm on the hunt for some some good viper knockoffs for sure oh yeah dude that's yeah that's what's up <laughs> yeah has there um so something else like this is just more on the recording side of things like what is your prep for getting ready to record like multiple takes really like you know trim picking and a lot of like downstroke because i found it took like a few takes for me to actually have my hand like warmed up um so i don't know like if you have like if you know what you need to be like, I'm ready to go.
0: Well, yeah, it's, it's funny you say that because when I had first joined Drain, or actually I should say when I first started playing guitar for Drain, because uh, at first I started off with bass and then, right. um, then, then moved up to guitar maybe like six months later or something like that. Um, but my homie Parker, who plays in that band Shadow Man, I remember at the time he was like, dude, that, cause I was against like stretching for some reason. I don't know. I was like just younger and I was like, Oh, I don't need to stretch, whatever. But he's like, dude, is like, you got to stretch. Like if you're, if you're playing like that, you know, you're going to be like down bad later on. I was like, nah, 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 we're chilling. But now I fully understand what he means <laughs> because like, of course, I got older. And so now one of the things I do, which is like, you know, I stretch all my fingers and In stuff visual. like that. You know, I just do, okay. do the whole, the wrist stretches and stuff like that. I just, try to get them all warmed up, you know, I do that thing. And I kind of do like the, you know, whatever that thing is, you know, just kind of, oh,
1: okay. So there's like some do that brain good,
0: and muscle stuff that you're doing. Right. So I kind of try to do that. And then mostly just the wrist stretches. And then honestly, if I'm going to be tracking a shit ton of cold brew, <laughs> so I'm just like, <laughs> Just I'm just I'm just zapped like literally every every day that I was tracking in that studio I was just zapped on fucking uh literally literally like the, like this man right here mm-hmm. I was just zapped and I was just like yeah and I was just like <laughs> so yeah so just those th- th- those things I for sure need yeah
1: yeah like there were moments uh, whether we we're tracking guitars or tracking drums where it was like. <laughs> I think we need some caffeine and I would like run down to like the, oh, yeah. the coffee shop and, and get some, some good Java. I'm surprised our drummer tracked all the drums off of like, cause he's not a coffee guy. So he asked for some kind of like frap or something, but it had like oh. zero caffeine in it, but he's still fucking killed right? it. <laughs> and I was like, Grant, how did you do that on no like caffeine? I don't know how, how I would do that. Um, right. but yeah, I know. I like, that's something I never really thought about. It was like more, like there's the physical stretching but there's also like having your brain kind of know like you know like training that or warming that up as well right mm-hmm. um so when it comes so that's when it comes to guitars i know on your last guitar you had like the big fucking sick one like sticker <laughs> on the side has there has there been like you know, you got like this beautiful white dinky. Is there like thoughts that you want to have like the opposite, like the black text on it? Or you're like, I have to just keep that as is.
0: You know, it's it's funny because like I, I've, I was already talking to Sammy about this the other day, but it was like, you know, because I, I, I always love the idea of like putting like text on like a guitar because... I got that idea from James Hetfield because, you know, remember like he had like in the eighties, he had like, you know, the, the, you know, drink more beer or whatever the fuck he said, you know, and, or, um, you know, just like on, on, on his Explorer, you know, and, and the, the, the LTD that I have is, uh, you know, it's an Explorer body. So I was like, Oh, that'd be a perfect opportunity to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went ahead and put sick one. I feel like people really were stoked on it. And, um, but, uh, that is now my backup guitar <laughs> now that I have a Jackson, but, um, my I've definitely thought about that um, for the Jackson, but I I, I kind of have some ideas for like, you know, later on down the road, if that's something I wanted to do, um, I kind of want to keep this one just as is, you know, I don't really want to tamper with it. Um, but it's funny because when I posted that guitar on my or the picture of me holding it on my Instagram the day I got it some dude commented and, um, he was like, yo, this is the great white. And then he put like the shark emoji with like the little, and then I, I, and then I replied back and I was like, yo, honestly, man, thank you. Cause I'm going to call it, call it that now. So now this guitar is the the great white. And I I just feel like it's very fitting, you know, (laughs) like, totally. So yeah. And then like,
1: um, I feel like, uh, your backup guitar is like the, um, sick one. Well, it's the sick one, but like, what's the, (sighs) There's the great, but then there's like, it's like the Orca because it's like black and white.
0: The, that, that is true. Yeah. I guess I, guess I didn't really think of it that way. That's actually really. I'm uh, not out here
1: trying to name all
0: your guitars. I'm just offering some yeah. ideas. <laughs> no, no, that, that's, that's point. I never even, but that's, I I kind of like that. It's like, cause it, it's, it definitely keeps with like the, the water theme or, you know, like the, like, I like that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: I lost your video again. What's that? I lost your video oh, again. My- are you getting another call? Oh cough? my bad.
0: Yeah, it's like a. Yeah, I'm getting blown up right now. No, that's. Fine. Um, but yeah, no. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, I like that though. That's sick. The great
1: white and the orca. I love that. Um, so yeah, dude. Yeah, it it, it looks sick, and I and I feel like seeing more. Again, this this kind of goes back to the epitaph thing. It's like that has a trickle down effect. I think to like other bands who like I think are just just as proficient of guitar players who deserve like a Jackson deal or an LTD deal or like a fucking, you know, whatever it is. So I, I hope to see more hardcore riff warriors getting their fair, their fair due. And I think you being the first makes total sense because, you know, drain is just packed, packed full of riffs. Um, Since we were kind of talking about um, sharks and all that, I think something else that I wanted to jump back to as far as the, the tour goes is, You had the fucking, I don't even know, like, do you guys have a technical name for the drain baby who's getting eaten by a shark or, Oh, that's, that's,
0: we basically call that the QB, the QP. So it's like, it's, it's, it's like the QB it's like, which is, you know, the angel baby, I guess. Like, so it's the QB inside of the shark costume. Yeah.
1: Right. So you made an actual, like, what would you call that? Like an, like a entertainment like put your face in this for that for that tour
0: yeah it's like a. I, I don't really know like the exact name but it's it's like the shit that you see at like you know like uh you know amusement parks and like carnivals and stuff you know what i mean like just yeah yeah it's like a, a certain character and then yeah
1: so so did you guys have to like hand build that or did did someone else like did you commission someone else to do that
0: yeah so this uh um this this dude uh, uh yuri um uh, out in San Jose, he, uh, um, he, he crafted it for us. Um, so shouts out to him. Yeah. So we basically just presented him with the idea and he was just like, yeah, you know, so he, and he, and he killed it because uh, it was just great. And I think it went over very well on the tour too, because I think just people were just stoked. And then, you know, a lot of people took pictures with it. So I, I was really stoked on that, you know, cause I didn't know. I was like, Oh, maybe people will think it's like kind of lame or they might think it's awesome, but people thought it was cool. So.
1: Yeah. I, you know? I find that drain has been doing a lot like, there was that and then like even a few months earlier, like um just some of the merch drops. I'm like, damn, I had never thought about doing like uh, like a like a cooler as like like a, a piece of band merch, but like you guys did it and I felt like it fit your vibe really well. So like I think Thanks, some of those things have just been like like it's just space that hasn't been filled yet.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Is is the uh is the Drain Cupy going to be making like um multiple appearances? Like I I would be surprised if you were bringing it over over to Europe with higher power in vain. But
0: <laughs> you know I, I I wish I wish we could take that that little guy everywhere with us, but uh, I think we kind of made it just exclusively for that the our first headliner because now it's it's actual home is at um, Streetlight Records in Santa Cruz. Uh, so we actually donated it to the to the shop to the record shop. Oh, okay, so cool. it's 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 there just posted up and you know people still take pictures with it and stuff which is which is cool but that's yeah maybe maybe we'll think of something later down the road and in a certain kind of vibe but you know that that one specifically that that's that belongs in in town in santa cruz yeah no
1: i i like yeah. that idea where it's like we did this and we handed it off and like you know, there could be people that are like just taking it with their kids and they have no idea who Drain is, but it's like still like a cool thing that is a yeah. part of the, the local culture. But yeah, I don't totally, expect yeah. to see uh, that sitting in a in a plane seat on, on your way to to go to Europe.
0: <laughs> Let me just be like, too much. That also be pretty sick. Like <laughs> that'd be a lot of, that'd be fucking crazy. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, any other moments from that headlining tour specifically that like really stuck out to you?
0: Hmm. Well, you know, I think the L.A. show was really wild, obviously, um, because that was like, it was just nuts. I mean, because it's like, you know, looking back, it was a really good feeling for all of us because it's like, wow, like we, you know, sold out the 1720, you know, which is, you know, a pretty badass venue in, in L.A., you know, and it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, I've seen a lot of cool shows there. I mean, we played there before, you know, and stuff like that. And uh, you know, all of us have seen cool shows there, and it's just like the fact that, like you know, we sold it out on our headliner was just like a really, really cool feeling, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, al- along with you know all our friends pe- playing, you know, Pan of Truth and Growing, you know, we had no pressure playing Valmikara, you know. Um, so you know, it was just it was badass. So that that was a really cool moment in time. Another one that I'll never forget. Where I'm like, damn, you know. Um, and that was. Uh, to my knowledge, I think that was like 1100 people there you know so yeah. it was it was it was pretty awesome man that was a badass night um, yeah I'm trying to think like other other moments because there, there definitely were a lot I mean just that whole tour in general was just so badass man you know I like, just had a good time every night I mean um, you know like like I said um, uh, yeah the North Carolina show was cool um, I mean uh, Kansas City was really cool uh, I had a good time in the Vegas show that was like really good vibes you know um yeah man all around it was it was badass yeah
1: Yeah. i know um jet my you know shout out to dan and uh jessa who probably going to be listening to this episode but they were at the vegas show uh like they kind of caught you at vegas first and then went over to ldb um but yeah it was cool to see just the you know it's one thing to see the the reshares from the band account but when it's like your own specific friends who are sharing it from that show and then it's just crossing of of worlds yeah it was uh that was cool to see. Um, it's dope, man. Yeah. So, uh, as far as just like touring with Drain, like again, you guys have a lot on your plate. You're going over to Europe with Higher Power and Vane, um, right. and that'll be your debut time out there, correct?
0: Yeah, uh, for sure. Like as a band, for sure. I mean, like me personally, I'm. I. It's also my debut just individually because I've never been. Actually, the farthest I've ever been was Canada. That that one time, so right. you know, uh, or, or the the first time I ever been out of the out of the states, you know. But uh, I think Sammy's been to to Italy once, you know, with his family, and I think uh, Tim's been somewhere in Europe. And but uh, um, yeah, but as a band, our debut, you know, so yeah. I'm stoked. Is there yeah.
1: a certain place on that tour, just in Europe in general, that you're most excited to play?
0: Yeah, it's funny because I forgot who I was uh i was having a conversation with somebody about about that specifically they asked me that question i think um you know i'm stoked for it all but i think that something about like the uk and like london i think it's because like as a kid you know i was like so big on like you know judas priest and like iron maiden just like that whole like you know uh you know new wave of british heavy metal and stuff like that you know so i was always like wondering, i was like damn you know like i I would love to go out that way and like check that out because i love so much music from there you know so i think pro- probably that and i think we have three dates in in the uk one being my birthday which is sick on um, the 29th so um, i'm actually really stoked i never obviously never spent a birthday in a different country so that's gonna be pretty wild and and braxton's about to be out there too so we're gonna right. have a i literally was on yet. i was
1: on i was on facetime with him like a little earlier today and it's like literally like so many bands from california are all going to be in europe at oh, the same yeah. time drain dare zulu fucking tsunamis out there right now no pressure yeah. like it's just <laughs> it's just like a full yeah. california invasion
0: oh dude yeah i'm just really excited for that because it's, it's like that fest is like we're gonna have like so many of our friends there you know mm-hmm. and so it's just what more could you want you know Totally. So
1: speaking mm. of riffs and badass bands, so I wanted to do a little segment with you, Cody. Yeah. Um, I know you know you and I have been friends and following each other on Instagram for a long time, so I know you're big oh. on the on the name that riff. Um,
0: oh man, yeah, I love. So
1: it. I have a couple riffs queued up. Uh, I had I had to call in some favors uh, to kind of pull some deep cuts as far as like thrash stuff is concerned so i'm gonna play like three second i don't know if this will work as far as the the layout as far as i'm playing it through my computer and if you'll be able to hear it we're gonna we're gonna work through it but essentially i'm gonna play a riff and then you're gonna have to tell me or guess what it is and i feel like you're gonna knock these out of the park but we'll see if i put you on the spot or not
0: we'll see we'll see i mean i I, I i try to you know salute myself and then sometimes i can get stumped man for sure <laughs> you know
1: okay well the the other one the, this first one is kind of like a really nice icebreaker to kind of just get into to the flow of things so okay the first one here is or sound the riff sounds like can you hear that okay
0: i actually can't hear it at all
1: oh okay Oh, because you know you know what's happening? It's coming through my laptop, but it's not going through my speaker. So let me...
0: Oh, uh, okay. For sure. For sure.
1: So give me... Okay. Now I have to reset the riff. <laughs> oh, you're good, man. Because I just have all these YouTube links. Okay. So what we're... Okay. So <laughs> we have to do a little bit of... Play the audio through the computer, and then I'm going to have to switch back to you. Oh, wait. Can I... Uh, here's the other thing okay so I'm gonna play it and then you just wait like half a second and then I'm gonna switch it back okay okay here we go first riff
0: okay, okay. oh yeah okay yeah I mean that's yeah it's rain rain blood like
1: yeah sorry yeah. can you say that one more time I want to make sure that I got your audio.
0: Oh yeah, it's a a raining blood by Slayer for sure. Yeah,
1: so obvious, easy pick. I'm sure a lot of people listening are like, "Oh, iconic, iconic riff." Of
0: course. Yeah. Also, by the way, it got got like a little quiet afterwards, but I mean, but like once once the riff kicked in, but yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. So we're just again rolling with you know how how this whole flow is going, but I really wanted to put you on the spot. Okay. So this one. So this one's a little bit tougher. So again. I'll play the riff. Okay. Count count to 3 in your head so I can switch back the audio and then we'll uh we'll see if you can guess it, okay? Okay. All right. Here we go. Next up.
0: Damn. That one might actually stump me. It kind of it, it it my first thought in my head was that it kind of sounds like Razor okay but yeah damn that one actually might uh cause i'm trying to like judge by by the tone i'm like the tone it sounds kind of like razor sounds kind of like destruction a little bit but um uh, fuck you, that, that i think that one might get me
1: do you want uh, yeah. i can play it one more time if you want
0: okay i'm actually down yeah
1: okay all right yeah
0: damn yeah it's like oh i gave god. you a what, little what's, bit what's...
1: more than i did the first time
0: okay yeah no i caught that yeah it's like um damn man this one might actually stump me i feel like once you tell me i'm gonna be like god damn it it's like a, <laughs> i know i know i probably know it you know what i mean but uh damn.
1: so it's nasty savage
0: oh fuck okay yeah I'm I was like, angel. right okay yeah because i was like I was thinking, I was like, okay, like I was thinking of bands that kind of have like that tone and like Nasty Savage came up in my head and I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, so we're, so
1: we're one yeah. for one, you know. It's an okay. uh, even game.
0: Okay, uh, six, six.
1: Next up, and I hope I picked the right song uh, as far as the, because uh, I was told I need to, this is your only hint for this but i was told i need to do the demo version of this song versus the the remaster or whatever it is so i hope i got the right one so next up name that riff
0: oh yeah easy yeah that's that's uh um so that that's that's pissed by pantera correct yeah and I could I could I could tell because because at the because um, they use that riff and um, uh, use my third arm on far beyond driven at the end, but they slow it down, you know, and it's like obviously like a different tone, but yeah, that's. For sure, that
1: yeah. I yeah. didn't like when I was like asking some some friends who will be re- na- re- remain nameless. Uh, they were like, "Oh, you need to use the demo version because some parts of this song have been used for other Pantera songs." And I was like, "I didn't even know yeah. that."
0: Yeah, yeah, and I, I prefer that that version as to uh, to just the the riff that they used in uh, in, the, in the song at Far Beyond Driven, You know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, well, two for one. Uh, Hell yeah! You know we we got a couple more, so hopefully our our okay. our, uh, our riff ratio stays in the positive. Um, okay. All right. Here's the next one for you. You ready?
0: I'm ready. Okay, uh, the, the first uh, okay the first thing that came to my head was heathen, but I don't think it's heathen. I, again, like I, like I'm 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 very much like like I'm I'm big on like tone, so it's like like I can usually kind of tell who it is by like the the tone or whatever. But it's like fuck ah, that one might get me too. Um, the,
1: these are the harder ones. I think the one that um uh nasty savage and this one I think were like the hard ones that i was trying to get to you
0: well, it's funny because because you said that that was a uh, um unchained angel nasty savage Rob. I'm i'm really familiar with the, the the self-titled which is like the oh the, the one that i have the, like that's that that's like the main one that i like i know a couple tracks off like the other ones you know mm-hmm. but uh the, the self-titled is like the one that i'm very familiar with mm-hmm. but uh but but this one fuck damn you it, hear I, it one I, more then, time let's hear it one more time yeah maybe maybe a little other snippet of something else too.
1: I'll, I'll give um, you a little bit more time All right, so here we go.
0: okay okay um oh man okay damn i feel i feel, I feel like i'm slipping I feel like i'm slipping right now bro um i think i'm going to take a wild guess and say it's it's something off of that that second toxic album maybe uh, god damn no, it <laughs>
1: no um it's cyclone temple oh fuck
0: god (laughs) damn it okay oh my god okay i I
1: know that you just you're like i could feel how like oh i was so close or like why did i think of that (laughs) yeah
0: well because like yeah i I don't know if the fuck what's the name of that that second Uh, hate makes hate Uh, is the the song and uh,
1: let me preface i was just given the bands as suggestions and uh, then i just went to their spotify and picked the top track so that was kind of the 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 preference but um Okay. Yeah. Cycle- like I heard this because I've never listened to this band before I was like, yo. So I need to I need to listen to more myself. But uh Dude, did that cross your mind when you were first hearing awesome. hearing that? Or did that not even cross your radar?
0: No, no, because at, at first, uh just just from like just the, 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 the like I was like, okay, it could be Heathen then but I don't think so. And then when the, the kind of other, like the chords came in, I was like, that does sound like something that would be on that second toxic album. Like the one with like the, the TVs on it and stuff the people watching. Okay. Um, but, but then again, I'm not too familiar with that one. I'm more familiar with the, um, the world circus toxic album. So that, that one was pretty hard. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> okay. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: So it's tied up. This could be the decision maker. So, okay. you know, stakes are high right now. Um, Jeez, man, I feel I feel like I'm
0: slipping man down. No no no. <laughs>
1: I, I hope that I, I have a feeling that you'll come out on top. Uh I appreciate you wanting, you know, willing to play the game here. Okay.
0: Of course, man.
1: All right. Last one. Okay. <sighs>
0: I'm
1: gonna give you a little bit more.
0: Fuck. Okay, because at first I kind of had an idea, but then the vocals kind of threw me off. So I'm like, damn, what the fuck? Oh, man. I actually don't even really have like an idea for that now. Um, Do you want a hint? (laughs) I'll
1: give you one hint.
0: Yeah, sure, sure.
1: The name of this band is grammatically incorrect
0: fuck <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> uh yeah I'm, I'm not gonna lie like yeah the vocals threw me off at because i was like damn and, and, and again i feel like once i hear something I'm like oh my god i'm an idiot <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> okay but uh think about oh, shit, that hint and i'm okay. gonna play
1: it once more Okay. Uh, All right. Uh, let Let's just go from that same spot. Okay.
0: Um i'm gonna take a wild guess to say, is that lizzie borden no fuck okay yeah because like i said the vocals are throwing me off man i'm like god damn it but um snow white w- spelled with a z snow oh s- snow wait snow white
1: yeah you said
0: yeah oh okay damn fuck okay
1: is, is that because i was told like oh me and Cody were geeking out about this band, like, just a couple days ago. I was like, oh, it'll be fresh on in his mind. But may- I hope that's the right band.
0: Look, I I don't know. Like, uh, may- maybe it's, like, a song that I heard. And I was like, oh, this is this is sick. But, like, yeah, it's, like, not a band that, like, I'm at all really familiar with. Oh, yeah. I mean, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe it was, like, a song in passing or something. But I can't really remember. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, it sounded sick. But, like, fuck. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well... I I would, I would call that, you know, a no contest, you know, probably a fit. I'm not even going to count that one, but uh, there is a bonus one, but I I don't even think it necessarily plays in the rift space or in the thrash space. It's more of just like, I think it's more of a joke. So I'm kind of curious if you would even
0: pick it up. Let's, 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 let's have this one be for, for all the marbles. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm down. Okay. okay. Fuck. That's that. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm again. I'm gonna take a wild guess. It kind of, to me, kind of sounded like Shotgun Messiah, but <laughs> I... Fuck me. God damn, dude, I'm slipping so hard. Bro. No, you like, No, but I mean, whatever, like, damn. that. Do you like great. that riff? I, that riff is fucking awesome, yeah. Uh, it's a Nickelback song. <laughs> damn, oh my god. That's honestly pretty nuts, like... That's a Nickelback song?
1: Yeah, from all the right reasons. Uh when I I think it's their second album. That album, so many riffs.
0: Dude, what the fuck? Like That's actually pretty nuts.
1: Yeah. I feel like like any of the Canadians, I'm sure who ever heard, like there's kind of this weird thing with like people in Canadian hardcore that are like either like, oh nickelback is so trash, and then there's real people that are like, yo anything off all the right reasons has like that song specifically. It's like, it's just very riff heavy. Um, the lyrics though are not, um, 2020 appropriate. Cause like, it's, it's a little like, oh for sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Chad Groger said some, well, some out of pocket shit <laughs> for sure.
0: Some, some, some questionable stuff. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, but I feel like this segment Although for me it was really fun. I feel like maybe the next time you're on the podcast we'll do like a proper like like tournament style thing. Like I literally threw this together like just before we were jumping on here. So, I feel like this is the redemption arc for Cody and the Riffs.
0: Um Oh, for sure, for sure, yeah. man. But like but it's, it's it's funny typical me though fucking uh, like the, the one I got right was fucking of course a Pantera song. So it's like- <laughs> You know what I mean? So I, I guess I guess I could salute myself for that one. But yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: but yeah. any like I wanted to put that together because like anytime that you're like name that riff and it's like I feel like that for me would just educate me on all this like really older thrash music that I like didn't grow oh, yeah. up on before I was getting into heavy music. So um right. I wanted to turn the tables a little a little bit and put you on the spot. <laughs>
0: Oh, totally. I, I appreciate it, man. Thank you. <laughs>
1: um, so, you know, we, we've talked a little bit about the uh, the new record, um, you know, and I'm sure that there's more things that, again, you can't say as far as what's, what's going on with that um, and, you mm-hmm. know, things that are probably still being decided. But, like, anything that you can, like, broadly talk about when it comes to the, um, you know, you know, like what, what people can expect, how it's a continue. Is it a continuation of California curse? Or do you feel like musically it's gone in a certain direction that people can be excited about anything that you can and want to share?
0: Yeah. um, hmm. Well, I'll say that the last thing that we wanted to do going into this record was like, we, we didn't want to write California curse part two right? So we went to this with, you know, a different mindset. I mean, I, I, I think that this album is there's better songwriting on it. I think the songs are a lot catchier. I think that um, and not to say that California Cursed isn't because I feel like there's obviously a lot of good songs, a lot of great songs on California Curse that I'm proud of, we're all proud of, but for some reason, this album, I just think everything just kind of went up uh you know especially skill wise too and all of us because it's like i feel like my guitar skills went up considerably i think tim's like drum playing you know his 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 skills have just gone up so fucking like he's killing it on that album like straight up like he's his his, his drum feels are, like really shine on that on on this new album so i'm really stoked for people to hear that um and uh yeah. I just think that all around, I just think it's, uh, you know, we just kind of went in with like, okay, we got to hone in the, the drain energy, of course, you know what I mean? And like, uh, just still keep that obviously, you know, but like write a different album. That's just, just not like a continuation of California, Chris, cause it, in, in order for, for a band or an artist to, to grow and like, you know, it's like, you kind of have to like write a different something, you know what I mean? Uh, or the way I see it. So, Totally. yeah you know but i just think that like you know and just song wise and just uh skill wise uh you know all we we've all kind of like uh leveled up you know and i just think that like it's it's funny like uh, i think uh sammy was talking about it. it's like it's kind of like like our sound is very like it's like guitar mosh music you know what i mean it's like it's very like like you know riff heavy you know like on my end and stuff and very like you know like metal riffs and stuff like that but then it's like you know, we got the parts that you can like dance to, mosh to and like stuff like that. And like the real shit that like the Harper kids can fucking really latch onto. And then we got shit that like, you know, the the guitar nerds and like the metalheads and stuff can fucking pick apart. So it's like, yeah. So I think there's, there's a lot of that on, on this new one. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: So, so it sounds like it's just going deeper into the extremes of the metal and hardcore bridge that is drain
0: for sure. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, that's a good way to, to to, to describe it. And I will say that, you know, just all around too, it's like, you know, I, I enjoy, uh, I, and I think, I think all across the board, I think, uh, Tim's very happy with, you know, his, um, you know, his drum sound and I'm very happy with my tone, my, my guitar tone on this album. And right. I just think that like, you know, it's just, it's, uh, you know, we all wanted to do something different as opposed to, um, California curse. You know, I, I, I for sure wanted to have a different tone. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, I think, yeah, it's all. Yeah. Really I know
1: um, it, it was it was um, it was cool to see that you guys went back uh, to do this new record with Taylor, a uh, friend of the pod. Uh, I've gotten to, you know, I was literally on the phone right. with um, uh, a friend of mine and just talking about the pit. And it's like it looks like you you're only imagining the, the layout of it when you see videos or photos. And then you get right. there and you're like, this is just two tiny rectangles as far as the live room in and the, and the mixing room. But uh, yeah, like when I was originally there, like, you know, the the records that he would have on the wall, like California Curse, like was one of those. And so it was cool to see, you know, someone who I think is like probably one of the best heavy music engineers and producers uh, take, you know, Drain 2 LP wise um, for a run. So what were like some, some more like amp tone things that you felt like you did a little bit differently in this recording process than you did in California?
0: Um, well, you know, when we record California cursed, uh, uh, I ended up using, uh, uh, Taylor's JCM 800, you know, which is Marshall. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm a big fan. I've always loved the tone of solid state amps um you know i had i had the pv supreme 160 at one point and i had like the the, the pv ultra 60 you know i had i had like a you know a couple a couple of them and now i have uh the randall rg 100 which is like pretty much my favorite amp at this point um you know and that's a solid state so it's like i i went into this album being like yo i, I want to use like i want this you know my sound which is the solid state sound like on this album as opposed to like a tube amp you know so we did that, you know, you know, we, we paired it with, uh, some, some pretty cool pedals and, um, you know, I was just, uh, just really looking for just like a really just sick tone that like, I just haven't really captured on some of the, the previous records and stuff like that. And not to say that any of them are, are bad by any means, because like, you know, I've always li- liked my tone on the, on, especially on California curse, but it's like, you know, with, with each album, you want to level up, you know, and be like, Oh, like that tone was cool, but like, I don't want to see what's good with this you know what i mean and like totally. uh and, and and especially the the randall the Salt say sound being like my my live sound too i want to like i wanted to like have that on record too so totally. um so yeah you know i was just kind of just kind of going for that like kind of scoop the mids kind of like you know like not like early 90s like exodus meets like you know early 90s pantera you know like just like just that really like just you know like i don't know how to explain that but yeah just Some shit like that. So, you know,
1: I don't know what the difference is from the RG to the RH, but I have an RH 100 that's sitting right
0: here. That's the minute I
1: I saw that you had a Randall, I was like, Randall family.
0: (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) That's so sick. Yeah, I actually don't, I'm not too familiar with the RH. I I couldn't really tell you what the difference is between the RG and the RH, but Mm -hmm. um, that is sick. I'm I'm a big advocate of Randall. Um, You know, I hope to get endorsed by them one day if that's even at all a possible thing you know um because i just i just kind of ride for that i don't know I, I just like i just that solid state sound man it's just really cool you know and like i said i had the pvs back in the day and stuff like yeah, that but the I just...
1: supreme sound insane insane dude,
0: insane. dude. well the, the only thing that like i guess back in the day you know drain when we were playing live and stuff it's like you know i guess as opposed to now it's like you know Pretty much 100 of the time we're, we're mic'd up wherever we go you know what i mean so it's like it doesn't really matter if i have a solid state or whatever but i think like back then when we were playing s- like smaller you know shows and stuff like that with like you know and like you know backyards and like warehouses and stuff like that like when we weren't mic'd up it kind of sucked to have a solid state because solid state obviously isn't as loud as a tube amp right so so i did i did use tube amps you know in those early days too because i just i wanted like the volume and you know especially me being the only guitarist and stuff. Um, but, uh, but now that, now that, you know, we mainly get mic'd up usually everywhere we go. It's like, I just, it's totally fine. Now all say I'm like, dude, cause it's just, we're just loud anyway. So it's, like, totally. so it, it's dope. It's a cool feeling, you know? So is there uh,
1: any amps when you're recording that you're like, this no way is meeting my riffs on this recording. Like there's no way I'm using this amp.
0: Um, no, I've never really like encountered that. You know what I mean? I feel like I've, uh, yeah i never never really encountered that where i'm just like oh I, I would never use this you know um like i said like in the past like um i think the first thing i did with drain or recorded with drain was uh was time enough at last like that blue album or the blue ep and uh that that was pretty like you know just straightforward tone I, again i used um uh, taylor's uh jcm hundred for that you know and then for the promo uh army one california curse I used that and then um, you know, so but yeah, there's never really been like a, a a time where I was like, Oh yeah, I would never use whatever amp, you know. But
1: I uh and I'm only thinking about this because when we were recording, it was like, okay, let's switch out the amp. So I think we did um I think I talked to you about Rev on our last episode. It's like a Canadian company. So we did we did Rev and Randall on on one, and that that was my favorite of of all the pairings, but we did it like a Bogner, so, we did a Bad Cat. Surprisingly, the Bad Cat sounded awesome. We threw in a duo rack and I was like, I don't know. I feel like duo racks are just too
0: bassy. Like they just sound
1: too like, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, like, cause I, I, I borrowed one from one of my, my homies at one point and it was like, no, it it did its job. It's like, you know, I don't know. It's like a, like a 5150. Like it just does its job, you know, it's cool for what it is, but it's like, I guess I do feel that, you know, it, it is, it is kind of like on the, on the bassy end, you know? Yeah. But, um, but yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There was just like a, I think we were like trying to do it out. And then I was like, can we just do another channel of one of the other amps that I for sure think is sick. And then we ended up doing that. Um, yeah. yeah so, so as far as, so you got the guitar hookup. So the amp hookup would be
0: Randall. Oh dude, I would love that, man. Cause I just feel like, yeah, like I said, I just, I love them. And I, I think as far as I know, I mean, I'm sure there's, there's probably more than I, than I I think can think of, but, uh, Ola England, you know, uh the 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 youtube dude um that like he just he like he like reviews um yeah i think he's um if i'm not mistaken he's from like sweden or i i I don't know i could be mistaken where he's from but he's just like this this big guitar guy and he just um you know has a youtube channel he just like you know plays riffs and he like you know just um reviews amps and different things and stuff um big big like how
1: do you spell his first name
0: Ola? It's like uh, O-L- O-L-A. Oh, OLA. OLA England. England, yeah. Oh, um, okay. He's he's for sure uh, uh uh endorsed by by Randall. I think he he has his own signature Randall actually. I just can't remember the name of it. Hmm. But um I'm sh- I'm sure there's more people obviously like in 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 today's time that is but I just think that like it would just be really sick and I feel like uh Randall's kind of don't get enough love as I they agree. should, you know what I mean? I and um and I just love that, like, uh, I don't know. I just love them. That's kind of like my thing, you know?
1: Yeah, dude. I yeah. it's. I feel like the top three guitar heads that I would see at, like, a music festival is usually a PV, a mm-hmm. Marshall, and right. probably
0: a Mesa. Yeah. Those are, like, pretty much, like, the typical, like, yeah, you pull up to a fest, and it's like, well, we got these three kind of, like, backlined, you know, Cause it's like, yeah, I get it. You know, it's like, it's just, it's, it, it, it's, it's good for what, what they do. It's like, they just, they, they're, I mean, a lot of it people, use them the and bases. It's like it's, it kind of covers all the bases, you know? So it's like, I mean, I've used, you know, like dual Rex, triple Rex for like, I mean, I can't remember like what they had at this is hardcore. I mean, I, th- I think it was, uh, they had, they, I just think,
1: think was, that they're a Mesa f- like sponsored
0: fest. Yeah. So I remember,
1: but I feel like I'm right on that.
0: Yeah, I mean, of course, like, you know, I just remember just pulling up and just plugging into whatever they had, but I I think that's, it was like, it was, it was Mesa for sure. But, um, but yeah, you know, it's like, that's usually like the typical ones you see like at, at those types of things, you know?
1: Yeah, I do. I do totally agree. Um, the, uh, the fucking like Randall needs more love as a company as a whole. But like, I think that's like one thing that you can really like show that you give, fuck about your tone is like when you roll up to the gig and and your amp is like not one of those three that we mentioned not to say that if you play those amps it's like oh you don't know what good tone is because they're again like if you have a jcm 800 like (laughs) good on you you got a solid machine behind. but i feel like people that have like those more obscure i'm personally not a fan of like the really crazy like rack system especially when you're playing like hardcore music but like if you're pulling up with like a PV Supreme, a Randall or like something that's like a little obscure as a gear person, I'm like, Whoa, tell me your, tell me your story. (laughs) You know?
0: Yeah. It gets you a little interested. You're like, Oh, like what's, what's, what's this guy about to play? What's he all about? You know? And then it's like, Mm -hmm. that's cool. Yeah. I like that.
1: Yeah. And I think it's the same also with like, if you have a crazy ass guitar or something that is just not like, an LTD EC one thousand, like again, like play whatever you want, what with, with whatever you got, um, of course. But I feel like if you, I notice the people who really put their own spin on it, that much more
0: for sure. Oh, totally. I mean, it's like yeah, like you said, same thing with guitars. You know, like I'll see people, like I'll you know maybe I'll I'll see a band, and then before they start playing, like I will see like the guitars pulling out like a like a warlock or something i'm just like yo what's what, what's what's he about to do you know what i mean like or, <laughs> well, or whatever you know what do i do mean so. just like yeah and it's just it's just interesting to see like people's like you know the preferences and styles and stuff and you just yeah but, yeah
1: cool. and i feel like some of that is uh there's a bit of a bait and switch because like sometimes someone could be pulling out a bc rich and you're like what's gonna happen here and then they're like a slam band and then it's like, oh, okay. But then the next yeah. band could pull out a BC Rich and they're like, oh, just a straight up hardcore band. So it's like yeah. some, so I don't know. As someone that like has seen so many bands of so many levels, it's like, it kind of keeps you on your toes. And like, you're like, oh, like what, what has led you to the decision to have this guitar for this project? I'm, I'm genuinely curious.
0: Yeah, it's really funny. Cause like, I feel like I can't tell you how many times I've seen like, like in those typical situations where you, a band's about to play, you see the guitars pull out like a, like a like a like a Randy Rhodes V or something you're like. Oh, it's like it's got to be some kind of metal band, but then they end up being just like a straight up just power chord like punk band, you know. And I'm just, I'm, right. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, damn, that's interesting, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess you, you don't really have to, I guess, you know, um, what do you pigeonhole guitars to certain genres? I guess, but it's like yeah. it's, sometimes it's kind of hard to just, you know what I mean? Like it's like sometimes you just you just see you see a guitar and you're like, oh, that's that's got to be this genre, so you know, but you never really know you know so yeah i yeah. feel
1: like uh yeah there's definitely like especially when i was first getting in like uh i was i was definitely like a melodic hardcore head when i was like first getting into this and uh a band from up here um called means their guitar player had like a, a schecter tempest uh, custom so it's kind of like a it's it's kind of an in between between like an sg and like a les paul body so it's kind of like it's got yeah it's not like a full super strap, but it's got a little bit of that and like black with gold hardware, everything like super sexy looking guitar. So obviously me being the 16 year old kid, I'm like, I need to have that guitar to play that music. And then over time, it's like, Oh, now I can literally own whatever I want. And, uh, I feel like the more obscure it is, the more eyes that it could be like, Oh, like what's, what's going on here. So, totally totally yeah. Um, yeah Cody well we're ending we're coming towards the end uh, a couple other questions before we uh, send off um, when it comes to how we end the show uh, I can't even remember what the last mosh related story that you told on your last episode but that's how we start to uh, go towards a close so any mosh related story that you would like to share that involves yourself a friend anything that's the first
0: to your head is how we start to wrap up mosh related story well I, if i'm if I recall correctly, I think the last one I talked about was uh I think it was like my favorite show or whatever and and it's funny because I actually just posted about it yesterday because someone posted a flyer of that show, so oh, I really it. <laughs> yeah, and it was like it was the Mongoloids last um um you oh, know northern okay. California yeah, show yeah that's coming with, like, back to me mm-hmm. with take offense and stuff yeah, so I remember uh uh making that uh you know my favorite show or one of one of my favorite shows to think about but yeah mo- mosh story hmm. i'm trying to think i mean like i feel like at this point it's it's very seldom that like i, I pop out you know like it's uh if someone does a cool cover you know maybe i'll, I'll kind of come out of mosh retirement i, I kind of consider myself a mosh retirement at this point um but i'm trying to think in my like younger days um when's the last time that you moshed maybe that's a better question that is actually a good question. Actually, you know what's funny? <laughs> the last time I moshed, I think, was the last no. Okay, okay, no, no, okay. I was gonna I was gonna say the last time I moshed was at the the first FYA that we played, which was right before the pandemic, because fuck, I can't remember the name of the band, but they covered Throwdown. Um I'm
1: pulling oh out that, that flyer so I can reference.
0: Yeah, who's um God, I feel so bad. Um, I can't remember the name of the band, but they they covered "Never Back Down" by Throwdown, and I heard that at the time I was like talking to Tim, when we were like at our merch table, and I was like eating chicken strips, like dipping in barbecue <laughs> sauce, and, I, and then all, all, all of a sudden I just hear like the to "Never Back Down," never, and I was like, Tim, you gotta hold this, I gotta I gotta run there real quick, you know, but um, but no, actually, in more recent times, I was with Braxton at his show. Actually, I was in L- L.A. It was like a wise uh, record release show, and um, fuck, goddamn, what was the? Uh, oh, pull your card, that band, pull your card. They um, they covered uh, uh, irate. They covered vendetta. So I remember hearing. I remember, in the, in the, and it's funny because I've I've seen bands uh, cover certain parts of that song, but like I, I thought it was cool because they even played the clean. Like they played the whole thing. Like they played oh, they played the clean part in the beginning okay. with like the with the talking shit like kind of the intro. So, I remember I was like, oh, man, this is bad. I remember me me and Braxton were looking at each other like, oh, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just had the jacket on and everything. I was like, oh, man. Like, and I finally just, I took off my leather jacket. I just fucking I, – I had to go at, at a certain point. Yeah, I was yeah. like, bro, like, it's not every day that you hear someone cover irate in that form. In so, full. shout out to them. In full. In full. <laughs> in full, yeah. So, so shout out to them for sure. I was, that was sick. So, that, that was the last time that I watched.
1: I feel like that needs to be – that was right off the top of my head, but I feel like that's the way that I do the mosh story for returning guests. It's not, tell me another mosh story. It's like, when's the last time you moshed? That's, that.
0: that's great. Yeah. Because I actually, I was like, damn, yeah. Yeah. yeah like but I actually have to
1: think about this. Um, yeah. awesome. Well, Cody, uh, all the links as always for your shit and drain stuff will be in the show notes in the description. Uh, but if there's oh, anyone yeah. you want to shout out any final words you want to leave the people with,
0: the floor is yours yeah man i mean well once again shouts out calavera coffee uh sickest coffee shop in the world um yeah just shouts out to, the, to my team you know just like i mean everyone in my band fucking you know love it love them uh just shouts out to everyone that loves drain and uh, keeps rocking with us and um you know shouts out to all, all the guitar players you know uh, six stream six string supremacy for sure <laughs> uh, you know I, just, I, That's I wanna, right i want to I wanna put I mean shout shouts out to to all all players who play, you know, what any any number of strings, but like for sure six string supremacy. And shouts out to all, all the all the guitar nerds and all the kids that fucking want to play guitar and shit, you know, like I rock with y'all so mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Uh are you still well, I don't wanna put you on the spot, but are you still taking people to take lessons? Do you wanna plug that? If you I, are, I,
0: I, I'm down. Yeah. I mean, cause like I haven't done that um, in a while because I just got really busy with like drain stuff, you know, right. but there was a, was a period where I was doing that, you know, and, um, I was, I was teaching a few kids and stuff. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not opposed to, you know, re getting back into that. I just haven't really had time, but yeah. You know, if anybody wants to, uh, learn either a drain riff or just any kind of thing, you know, uh, hit me up and I'd be happy to, uh, assist you in any kind of any kind of guitar needs, you know? Of course.
1: Well, uh, Cody, this was a blast. Really happy to have you back on. I'm really excited for the future of uh, drain with this next record. And I'm just really um, I'm truly like grateful for, you know, being able to be a friend of yours and to connect and, you know, to talk riffs just off of random little Instagram stories. So um, yeah, thanks again for coming on the podcast. We'll, we'll definitely do a round three with the proper like riff tournament of oh, dude. That riff in, in the future so
0: yeah hell yeah and hopefully next time um, i won't be dropping the ball like it takes time. <laughs> but, i felt yeah. I, I
1: put you a little through the ringer but i'm like when we do that it will be like proper like i will have the best audio the best selections you know it, oh, it'll be a good time
0: oh yeah i can't wait bro ne- hopefully next time I'll see you in person when we're in Canada, whenever that may be, and then we can actually for sure hang out, you know?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Hell yeah, man.